the best thing about weed being legalized is not pretending to like your old dealer anymore until it's cheaper to visit your dealer instead of blowing 50 bucks on gas on your way to the Berkshires. All of a sudden, you're forced to make small talk again. Joe Rogan thinks Michelle Obama, what's talent got to do with it, would make a great next president. And Mr. Groper in the White House got more votes than Obama be good ever did, which is like claiming DMX gave up weed for catnip during Lent because he isn't Catholic on his jewelry only. Michelle Obama calls it racist to flee from the south side of Chicago, the lead maker of blood controlling kits in the country, as if the south side of Chicago is only one crep food truck away from gentrification. Gentrification, you know, old school liberal talk for less black people before all lives matter became the new N-word. I don't care if Michelle Obama is trans. Just stop acting like you hate Trump's America so much when you admitted to playing with Malibu Barbie as a kid. Throw a wig on in the 80s and Trump could have passed for Malibu Barbie with smaller tits. Old school weed dealer says, Michelle Obama isn't trans. I say, how many trans have you gone down on exactly? I've done the dirty work and gone deep undercover. Call it Transdar. Just imagine Caitlyn Jenner facing off with Michelle Obama on the debate stage after coming out as trans. Caitlyn Jenner says, Michelle, so glad you finally decided to join the party, especially after trans Chucky teamed up with that unhuggable cunt Kelly Osbourne and ruined fashion police forever. Fashionably late, my balls. That's right. I still got them, Chappelle. Did you participate in leaving trash-hawking notes about Trumpy Poo in the White House with Chappelle during your last blowout party at the White House, Michelle? Or was that beneath you? Despite claims of Melania having to fumigate the Lincoln bedroom on your way out the door. I know. Icky Shuffle Biden got the most votes out of any presidential candidate in U.S. history. And you regretted pissing on the ceiling fan in the Lincoln bedroom during Trump's inauguration. Hours later, the Donald comments to Melania, is this what Michelle meant when She-Hulk said, when they go low, we aim high? But keep getting your panties in a bunch over Michelle being trans in real life, dude. Get over it already. Richard Pryor talks about an affair he had with a trans woman in his book, Confessions. And he called it the best piece of pussy Bill Maher never had. Half heap crazy. Joan lives. This one's for Dr. Simone Gold. Deliver her home safe, Lord. She's one of the chosen perfectionist ones you're supposed to protect. Remember, no offense. Half heap crazy. Ha! Comedy record 122. Thank you! Very much. Instead of giving criminals get out of jail free cards, 
which is what no bail laws do, we should institute a recess pass system that my teachers used on us to discourage bad behavior growing up, except these recess passes are used for cannabis shops in New York City. Latrell Sprewell's kid chokes out a cop's white privilege, and he gets his recess pass to the cannabis shop taken away. Thug lives matter most. Start having panic attacks on the subway. Where am I going to get my gummies now? Sting free plus ash free equals zero regrets, homie. Plus, I don't want to share a blunt with your ass just out of the slammer, you monkey pox packing motherfucker. Recess passes matter. Holla! Boom shakalaka! Thank you very much. Require every dreamer crossing our border to work as a delivery driver for UPS for one year in exchange for the free social security cards and iPhones they're getting at the border that comes with Waze. And our supply chain problem is solved. Illegal immigrants flown into JFK on JetBlue are given a license to vote Democrat anyway, plus illegal immigrants are exempt from the clot shot. So they'll be healthy enough to do more ballot stuffing for UPS during the midterm election season. Supply chain solved. Ah! Half heap crazy. Just getting these yak pipes warmed up. Thank you! Very much! Pulling for Howl Master. Rose-tinted glasses darken tremendously. When your daughter, singing Rose Cornbluth, orders you to turn down No Remorse live in Paris, France by Metallica with the windows down while you're dropping the ungrateful bitch off for camp, daughter yells, It's embarrassing, Daddy. I yell back. Metallica is the best-selling metal group of all time, and Lady Gaga's most rockin' moment in her life was singing Moth into Flame with Metallica at the Grammy Awards. For once, she exuded a banger pretty vibe for a change. I got some yum-yum sauce for Gaga to gag on. Daughter fights fire with fire. Whatever you say, Dice Man. Meanwhile, nobody cares about Metallica anymore. And thrash metal is kind of white trashy, Daddy. Do Metallica shirts from the 80s come with a mullet guarantee at Shortcuts or what? I park. As my daughter leaves the car, I yell. K-pop can suck the four horsemen's dick. Plus, Dave Mustaine pisses on Lady Gaga. He wrote peace sells, but who's buying on the walls in some shipbox studio because he couldn't afford paper. Lady Gaga had to live without what exactly? Madonna's personal email address for dance pointers on Fame Monster between trying to get Guy Ritchie to drop playing football in his downtime versus playing kick the can with her clit. So stop being such a self-conscious Buzzkill, youngest son, otherwise known as Hardcore Hunger Rocks, says, I'm not a self-conscious buzzkill daddy. And I reply, and that's why 
your all-metal baby and your big sis is becoming at one with Dower Dumpy Baba inside. Effortless magic, that being your sister, is fading on Saint Anger Day. Fade to black. Fuck them all who can't take a joke. My daughter included in this instance, especially. <laughs> Offended yet? Then go woke yourself! No remorse lives. Pulling for Hellmaster. Forever trust in who you are because nothing else matters. Sucks to be a fake news deep, Alex Jones triggered, commie siding piece of shit because that's all you'll ever be. Nobody cares about your moral high ground mirage. Even your mom questions how she birthed such an unhuggable cunt devoid of all angel light. Pulling for Howlmaster again. Holla! Half heap crazy. Thank you very much. Dante's Hell Lives. Now it's racist. Should be the new website address for Google or for SnopesDebunks.com. Now it's racist if a mascot at Chuck E. Cheese ignores your kids' thug lives matter hat that's turned backwards since All Lives Matter became the new N-word. A mascot at Chuck E. Cheese can't barely see as is. And I'm positive the mouse is mass inside unless he's a pedophile on parole. We don't want the pedophile to be accused of heavy breathing on his first date. God forbid. Want some breadsticks? Johnny, ever try one with a creamy Alfredo sauce instead? If a mascot at Chuck E. Cheese ignored my kid in Wayne, New Jersey, I think Chuck E. Cheese must be more into the cheesy bin bed Guido girls that sprout like asbestos in New Jersey around these parts. I'd freak out if a mascot started waving at me uncontrollably. I think, why is Patch Adams treating me like my days are numbered? Is my just vaccinated sticker a dead giveaway? When the mom confronted the manager about the alleged diss from the mascot, he made excuses. Wave goodbye to your cushy Cinnabon manager offer now. Snubbing black kids don't pay. I should have stuck with accounting at Montclair University. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Dante's hell lives. Ha! Kevin Smith reigns supreme again. Half heap crazy. Thank you very much. Goodfellas grumbling. Ray Liotta and Gilbert Gottfried enter heaven. Gilbert says, who saw sudden adult death syndrome coming? But I'm supposed to believe mob actors are dying peacefully in their sleep now? That death wish feels rather wishy-washy to me, right? That's like Johnny Sack wishing he could blame lung cancer on his 
Wigger Sun Cypress Hill Record Collection since he became an unemployed DJ on the Jersey Shore. Can I call you Ray? My hit cameo on the Sopranos movie never scorned me an invite to rouse. Ray Liotta says, you weren't in the Sopranos movie. Gilbert Goffrey replies, James Gandolfini's kid was less menacing in it than the Affleck duck, so what difference does it make? Hillary Hammertime Cankles lives, but we're not in hell. Not that my people believe in that. Being stuck in the 2nd Avenue deli with Benji from the Howard Stern Show, who expects immediate, fawned-upon service, was hellish enough. Ray Liotta says, but I thought your people didn't believe in heaven either. God must have hooked up your less annoying half, Gilbert. Gilbert says, don't you have some coke to hide up your ass before Paulie wakes up in a hellish mood after realizing that he sold his soul? To the devil, so his daughter could win an Oscar for playing a Jezebel whore in a Woody Allen film with a Queen's accent after attending Harvard University off his two seconds of screen time, kissing Dago Wap bastards between staring seriously intently and stuffing his fat face in Goodfellas. Paulie, your precious godfather, is like the sulkin Stromboli who sporadically talks. Ray Liotta says, I hope God grants me blackout powers like he did for Jimmy Kahn in the 70s and 80s. Because you're more annoying than Paulie from The Sopranos on Instant Messenger with his new Canadian shrink that he got in the cheap because of nationalized healthcare. Tony takes me for granted, Pierre, and I'm the one who introduced him to Bialis after Carmela urged him to take it easy on the carbs during the Atkins crazed diet fad in the 90s. Bialis are anorexic bagels and twice as delicious. Fucking forget about it. Goodfellas grumbling. Ha! Thanks for the memories, fellas, and for giving New Yorker characters a cool name. Very, very much. Half heap crazy. Ha! For the good old days. Thank you very much! MasterCard CFO says MasterCard CFO isn't worried about a recession because. His only interest is getting you into deeper shit. That being deeper debt. You shithead stains on society at large. <laughs> CFO explains to Bloomberg. Ban fertilizer in Canada? I don't give a shit. Food shortages and increased production costs for farmers are cash cows for us. MasterCard rules your life now. Just when you think you're out of debt, because Mr. Groper promised to pay off your college degree from the University of Phoenix. MasterCard keeps pulling you right back in. <laughs> Emit, bitch, all you want on your WordPress blog. We suffer from net zero guilt, you peon putzes. That's why you're eating a face full of manure like Biff from Back to the Future, and we're not. So relax, kids. Millennial Mouseketeers are dying in their sleep from the clot shots. But for now, they've got MasterCard. Remember, more shots means less living. But at least you got your vaccine passport stamped. One more time to visit Copenhagen. Apply for a MasterCard today. More living equals less limits. Like you were going to blow your bonus money on a self-driving scooter that hits getaway rape speed while driving through a no-go zone in Denmark. AI saves the day. Your clit won't be hacked into Schwammer Shreds in Copenhagen in August? Priceless. 
Hafeeb crazy. Ha! Lorne Michaels, resist this. Thank you very much. Judas lives. How many athletes have to die in their prime before Bob Costas says anything about it? Granted, Americans don't know about soccer players dropping dead on the field because none of us watch soccer. Just once, I want to see a red-pilled Bob Costas interview Dr. Noki as a guest interviewer on 60 Minutes. Dr. Fauci, doctors are blaming clot shot deaths from the fake news vaccine on green tea now. Ginseng is so hot right now. Not. Care to comment? Bob, I knew you were funny, but never. This hardcore hilarious. Look, Bob, I don't need the WHO to tell me that too much green tea can give me cardiac arrest. How do you think the Chinese built the Great Wall of China ahead of schedule? Casas cuts fuckface Fauci off. Forget tea. Do you think Prince Harry tried to kill himself because of mental health issues? Scruffy Archie hasn't shaved in years. Fauci says, no comment, but what I can tell you, Bob, is that depression doesn't discriminate. Costa says, is that why Ja Rule gets depressed at the pump for blowing all his remaining royalties on gas these days, Bob? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about, Bob, <laughs> or why you're referring to yourself while asking me that question. <laughs> Costa adds, why are so many soccer players dropping dead? Yet David Beckham still finds a good reason to get up every morning. I mean, calling David Beckham a great soccer player is like calling you America's most trusted doctor. What are you implying, Bob? That you own a financial stake in the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine and due to get royalties on it despite it working less than Russell Westbrook helming the triangle offense for the Showtime Lakers. I'm implying that your idea of philanthropy, capitalism, is your boy Gates turning us into placenta smoothie nation. I'm implying that after trillions spent on AIDS research, the only vaccine you developed was the secret stash, stash, and Magic Johnson's cookie jar to make the HIV virus disappear. I'm implying that AZT drug you push was responsible for killing more gay men than fashion police getting canceled after Kelly Osborne teamed up with Trans Chucky, which proved to be more toxic than barebacking the AIDS monkey, hemophiliac with hemoglobin issues, who got monkeypox after Andy Dick, barebacked by Curious George with a banana in his tailpipe. Old school Eddie lives. Ha! Half heap crazy. Thank you very much. I'm implying that you have a history that's well documented of fast tracking vaccine drugs that killed all the gerbils jammed up Richard Gere's ass before they tried to break free. I'm implying that you're a sadistic piece of shit for funding. An experiment that allowed beagles to be eaten to death by sandflies, and that you're a better paid Joseph Mengel that will be hiding once the Nuremberg trials 2.0 kick into full gear. God forbid. I'm implying that shutting down the economy and pushing worldwide depopulation through the clot shot gives overachieving 
Nazi scientists a bad name. I'm implying that you've caused more unnecessary suffering under your watch than Phil Rosenthal's artificially happy theme music on Somebody Feed Phil. I'm implying that it's the year of the four-eyed snake and that you and your butt boy Gates got another thing coming. I've got two words for you. Iron Maiden. Okay! Dennis Leary lives. Ha! Half heap crazy. Thank you very much. You let patients die alone in New York. While Shipton Hospital beds got less touches than a St. James Bible within a bathhouse colony in Provincetown. HGH injections ruined the purity of America's pastime. Your clot shots did the same for a medical profession. Pete Rose can't get into the Hall of Fame. You're the highest paid murderer in our government for producing 0.0 hit vaccines after 40 years at the plate. Now that's torture on par with Kevin Costner's wooden acting in The Untouchables, but screaming vengeance is going to come, Dr. Noki. Resist this hate speech, Mr. Untouchable. If only De Niro was a real-life designated hitter for the mob instead of looking like Betsy Ross in The View these days, falling apart at the seams. Screaming vengeance for Judas. Ha! Judas lives! Half heap crazy. Thank you very much. It's hard not to think my mother is being passive aggressive by giving gushing praise to Elvis through individual postcards sent to all three of her grandchildren while failing to use any of these glowing superlatives in my honor. 122 comedy records later. Greatest one for a comedy record, 123. Coming right up. Oh, half heap crazy. Thank you very much. Granted, I was designated as learning disabled growing up. And by the time I finished my untimed SAT, my friends from high school had already declared their biology majors sophomore year in college. Elvis was a game-changing artist. He was the first white man who didn't sound, look, or move like Perry... Cuomo. Elvis was a loving family man in the mold of pubescent plowing kings of yesteryear like Errol Flynn. Personally, I think a family man is a part-time slut in a straitjacket versus a full-time around-the-clock hound dog around barely budding trim, but that's just me. Elvis lived a full life, but a short one. Yeah, that much more reason to spend a smidgen of your time Tickling your firstborn's ballsy-ass ego over here. Many people thought your daddy possessed a resemblance with Elvis growing up. But the similarities end at your daddy rocking a leather jacket. Elvis was a great original artist. It's not as if he wrote and performed 122 hours of highly original A-plus hilarity from start to finish over the past 13 months alone. But nobody's perfect. John Lennon wished he was this productive during his stay-at-home dad years. Elvis became the most famous person in the world. And Chuck Berry was left with his dick in his hands while drilling a hole in his restaurant bathroom with a spy cam on for mere shits and giggles. Elvis was a big lover of home and cars almost as much as his family. Unlike your shelter bum daddy, despite claims of going on a triumphant victory lap in his eventual comedy gold 
Porsche SUV Mobile after scoring a book deal for all his future all-time best-selling books and comedy records, allegedly. If I could dream with the overachieving disabled, I wouldn't be the queen of passive aggressiveness. Overachieving disabled. Ha! Half heap crazy? I think not. Thank you! Very much. Dicks never die. Ha! Dick Cheney. Failing at doing a political ad for his daughter off script. What's my daughter's campaign slogan again? Bring the L word to Netflix, Obama. You're our only hope. Ha! Half heap crazy. Director yells, cut! Dick, can you stick to the script? Fine. Donald Trump is the biggest threat to our republic. Since W branded himself as a feel-good messiah. Thank God I found Lipitor and convinced Junior that the war against terror was never-ending. As long as Al-Qaeda kept fucking. Dicks never die. Ha! Half heap crazy. Thank you! Very much! Big stinger day. When mommy says, I miss you guys. You can tell if it's half-hearted bullshit or not. Did you really miss Samuel asking you to finish wiping his bum while you're cleaning up for your date with Sarah? Did you really miss badgering the kids about whether daddy reapplied sunscreen on them or not after their picnic? After I picked them up from camp, did you really miss rushing out of the house in 98-degree weather to get some snacks for a picnic that turned out to be one for just Matilda and her friends? One of them being the kid who lives next door to Bill Gates' daughter, who for a wedding gift was bequeathed a 22-acre farm under the condition that she turn it into a placenta smoothie retreat for Hollywood actresses to practice equestrian therapy with. You haven't lived until you threw back a placenta smoothie with January Jones on the set of Mad Men. It provides nutrients for an anorexic baby in the making. So let's kick the spirit cooking party into full gear and invite Hillary Hammertime Cankles to feast off magnums of baby Jane from 62. But no unusual placentas, Planned Parenthood, or else they can't demand top dollar by Bill Gates and friends. I know. Marina, what's her name, isn't satanic. She's a performance artist because her interview with James Franco got published in the Wall Street Journal under the money and investing section for spirit cooking schools for the rich and famous, not advertised on LinkedIn. Recipes for liquid dinners are painted on the wall in blood. The first one is a mix of fresh breast milk and fresh semen. None of this frozen shit from Walt Disney and Friends added directions include to only drink on earthquake nights, although attending a live podcast by Megan McCain, otherwise known as the plop of nothing gets the job done. You don't think the DNC is controlled by demonic beasts in relation to Hillary? Hammer Time Cankles, Snopes Salon. Have you ever seen Tony Podesta's kitty porn art collection draped on his fundraising walls? There's enough pedo bondage pics on those walls to make Marilyn Manson blush. You don't think the wiki leak emails from the Podestas about pool time entertainment with ages specified along with talk of kids being sent Ubers on top of 
various mentions of various pizza toppings, such as yum yum sauce, are enough raisins to give you hypertension for giving babysitting with the Podesta brothers a chance. So we're about to leave the picnic, and the girl who lives next door to Bill Gates' kid, Placenta Smoothie Farmer Treat, says, Richard Gere is my neighbor too. And in front of two parents there, I say, those beads didn't come in red gear. Big stinger day. Ha! Half heap crazy, obviously. Thank you! Very much! The putsy cup of truth. It's hard. To not feel putsy klutzy when your dad's nickname on the streets of the Bronx growing up was Trips on Curbs. The man never owned a spotless white IZOD sweater past kosher meatball night, for Christ's sake. Plus, it's hard to feel empathy for putsy stains of shame when you can't blame the guaranteed splat attack on perpetual double IPA poundage because you don't want to circumcise your happiness when your wife does that enough already by claiming how She's the one who's made sacrifices too, like an aspiring comedian living in Queens during his late 20s, wanted kids ever. And stop calling Queens hot, it's not. Queens is the sloppy third Kardashian sister, similar to the biggest back one of the big three, who's easy to pound at three in the morning, like a lamb gyro in Astoria. Also, there's no way Bruce Jenner was asexual when he was married to Kris Jenner, but I'm positive Bruce stayed harder and longer after we talked Chris Jenner into cutting her hair shorter. So she looked more like a dolled up Ralph Macchio. My eight-year-old son, Arthur Morrison Cornblood, aka the boy who raised himself, said, the putsy cup of truth never lies, which is beyond wise. Or else, why would he throw a tighter spiral than you when you've had a four-decade head start? Regardless of hiding behind lame excuses, such as being a late bloomer, spill-prone putz, at heart. The same guy got fired from his bartender job in West Hollywood for breaking too many Bordeaux wine glasses as if I was trying to nail my audition tape for Super Putz gets married to a Gentile from Australia who could help uproot my Putz Plague family tree for good. We wanted to get married in Australia originally, but my mom had other ideas. She calls and says, fuck Australia, son. Australia's a long flight from New York and your father doesn't love you that much. You're the sloppy second son for a reason, remember? So I calm my Aussie-born wife down and say, Hey, babe, assuming we have a boy one day, which uproots my family, putsy stains of shame for good, will pass on getting a rabbi for the circumcision and instead hire Crocodile Dundee, who should be available, last time I checked on imdb.com, just so we could hear a room full of Jews say, in a collective state of stupefied awe, Now that's a knife! You can chop it all off! With that thing, half-heap crazy. Ha! Finishing strong. Thank you very much! Woody Allen claiming he could throw a football a mile in his youth in his memoir. When you can't serve as another humiliating reminder why the pussy cup of truth never lies. Granted, I was never caught stashing pictures of a half-naked Sun Yi in my top sock drawer to tap for future film project titles such as Crimes and Misdemeanors. The early years, shit, the only thing missing from Woody's sticky, icky collection of Polaroids was Soon Yi crying on the cover of Time Life magazine. But I digress. Yeshiva students shaming your chicken scratch 
scroll next to you in the subway proves how the pussy cup of truth is never too far behind. As you try to scribble away one high-inducing joke after the next, only to hear Yentl's younger brother say out of the blue to you, What language is that, Hebrew? I say, yeah, it's Hebrew, Schmendel. I write daily reviews for the Kosher Planet. But today I'm hosting a burning mass party on July 4th and force my daughter to invite all her friends, especially Andrea, whose father's a volunteer fireman. I want to kick his ass in the pussy cup of truth to prove uppity firemen aren't immune to sweating under pressure either. Especially after he yelled at his daughter to hurry up because he was running late to a meeting on a Sunday afternoon when my daughter's 11-year-old birthday party was still in progress. Why was the volunteer fireman dad acting so distressed exactly? Was he doing a PowerPoint presentation on Zoom for his local firehouse to prove how Antifa vigilante wannabes who never outgrew their pyromania phase are bigger fire hazards than posting election fraud charges on Twitter since the day democracy died? Firemen bust balls, go grocery shopping, and try not to fuck up the grandma's Sunday sauce recipe for the firehouse. So this much I can do as a stay-at-home female comedian and host of the do it all dad your podcast, which spits nonstop fire and nonstop truth bomb jokes. Blast. Gen X dads understands. Ha! Half heap crazy. I've also had to endure heckles on stage and plow through a karaoke set while they cry through napkins at me during my valiant attempt to finish singing Only God Knows Why at a cheesecake factory in Woodland Hills so I can handle the pressure of increasingly damning animosity hurled my being's direction from every angle possible better than most. I also bombed with the Reiner test joke at the Rainbow Room with the stages three feet below the actual audience only to win the fire-ready audience back with an inspired ad-lib for the ages when I said, I love black guys because they don't discriminate against pussy. So there's no fucking way I'm going to let this asshole want to be alpha dog, red-headed volunteer fireman who's not a fire chief trying to exert a more manly, stable, putz-free aura my home turf ever again. Fuck that! Ha! Old school Pacino lives. Thank you very much! Five million space bucks. The same volunteer fireman got triple vaxxed despite real deal first responders who actually ran into the second tower, never fearing the prospect of catching an itchy esophagus post-COVID either. It's not my fault as yoga teacher wife bends over backwards to shoot, suck me off, eyes in my presence, knowing my lack of blinding red pubes with the lights on or not in the sack, be a welcome change of pace as I pulverize her box into Middle Earth, China. All the kids are done plopping the mass into a huge pile in our front yard, itching for my long-awaited burning mass party to begin. I light a bunch of Washington Post, New York Times, and issues of Atlantic Magazine on top of the mass, spray down with kerosene to take this burning mass party. That much higher! Slice all lives! Ha! Half-heap crazy! Thank you very much! Fireman Dad comes to crash the party early again and says, Do you need help putting out that fire? This half-assed bonfire looks like a fire hazard in the making to me. You're surrounded by woods and your playground set is made out of wood, which is only two feet away from it max. I say, I got fire insurance. Despite Antifa's attack premiums for homes that used to support 2020 Trump flags going through the roof. Fireman Dad says, Hazel, we're leaving. Get in the car now. I'm running late for a meeting. I say, stick around for a drink. We just tapped... The keg, it's Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. The Pale Ale, that never gets stale. Fireman Dad says, what kind of party are you throwing? You're surrounded by a bunch of 11-year-old girls. I said, I work as an in-house copywriter for Disney now. So I'm fucking fireproof for whining and dining minors as long as I'm educating them 
on my sex life, which is non-existent anyway, unless you're interested in giving your wife a pseudo-celebrity lay on her birthday for a part in my new movie, The Yoga Scout. Disney is producing my movie about a stay-at-home female comedian turned yoga scout who recruits divorcees looking to make their sex lives above average again by meeting other willing bang-bang partners in love at its all-nude hot yoga studio, Spread Eagles. Does your wife want to spread the love in my Hebrew hammer's honor or what? Fireman cocks his fist and winds up to take a swing before his daughter points out how his leg has caught fire from the Burning Man's party gone wild. Daughter screams, duck and roll, daddy, duck and roll. But Fireman Daddy trips over my kid's bike and falls flat in his face. But of all the kids, we start laughing uncontrollably. The fireman father yells, somebody help me put out this fire already. These are my favorite pair of broken-in jeans from Banana Republic, which are made out of Japanese cotton, no less. So I showered him with mercy and poured a bucket of water on his jeans and put the fire out before saying, Japanese cotton is more breathable. Doodle Dad's daughter hugs her dear daddy's leg and says, Daddy, you saved Andrew's dad's favorite pair of jeans from disintegrating on the spot while he shrieked like a teenage groupie when Cheap Trick played live at Budokan. You won the Putsy Cup of Truth Challenge. After all, Daddy, you're like a gender-fluid version of Pat Benatar in the form of a hardcore, hilarious comedian. Come on, hit me with your best shot and fire my putsy plate pass away! Ha! Half heap crazy! Thank you! Very much.